Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. How's it going, everyone? We're continuing on in John chapter 3 today, starting in verse 1. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. There are a few interesting details as we look at these verses in today's episode. The first you'll see is that Nicodemus is one of the two main characters in these verses of John chapter 3. The second, of course, is Jesus. And that seems like an obvious detail to point out, but you'll notice here as well that Nicodemus is a Pharisee. And this is a group of Jewish religious leaders that constantly try and poke holes in Jesus' ministry, if not outright opposes Jesus' ministry throughout the time that he is working amongst the people. So Nicodemus being one of the few people who actually, you know, modestly and appropriately and humbly comes to Jesus and admits what they know to be true, which is the second detail you'll note, is that he admits that the Pharisees know that Jesus must be working the works of God because no one could do what Jesus does if God wasn't with him. So Jesus has done enough in his ministry to already convince the Jewish religious leaders that at least for sure God is working through him. You'll also notice here, though, that Nicodemus comes at night, and uh, that is indicative of the fact that he's probably afraid of who's going to see him, and he doesn't want anyone to necessarily see that he's talking to Jesus, especially his other Pharisees. They're still not 100% sure what to think about Jesus, so he comes at night. Another detail you'll see, and this might not have been picked up if you're reading the translation that I read at the beginning here, the NLT. Uh, Other translations say, truly, truly, I say to you, or verily, verily, and that's kind of the benefit of reading the Bible on a digital device is that you can switch between translations pretty quickly. Otherwise, if, you know, not saying that reading the Bible on paper or like the physical handheld Bible is bad or less important, I'm saying that uh, just for the ease of convenience, it's kind of nice to be able to switch between translations. You'll see here, though, when the Bible says, truly, truly, I say to you, or in the NLT, it says, I assure you, this is a repetition of words. And this is basically Jesus trying to draw more attention to what he is about to say. And Jesus does this a few times, and we'll try and point this out as best we can as we continue on through the Gospels. Um, But again, wanting to point out all of these as we get into the text of what Nicodemus is after. And you'll see that he pays Jesus a tremendous compliment, but Jesus kind of brushes it aside and gets to the heart of what Nicodemus wants to know, which is how can a person be saved? What must a person do in order to be saved? And Jesus starts talking about this new life, but it's not a literal 
physical rebirth, which is something that Nicodemus has to wrap his mind around and doesn't quite understand. And he understands that there's some sort of significance that's deeper beyond what Jesus is saying, which is why he asked the question in verse 4. The highlight here I want to point out is that Jesus is really echoing what John the Baptizer's ministry was all about. The work of the Messiah was going to be much greater than anything that he could possibly do. And that was because the Messiah was going to bring about the work of the Spirit. And the Spirit is able to provide a life that is greater than anything that John the Baptizer could bring about. It's strange to try and comprehend that you would need a a spiritual rebirth, but uh, this birth has to come by God's Spirit. We can't comprehend how God sends his spirit. We just know that he does. And Jesus uses the illustration here of the wind, right? We see the wind. We feel the effects of the wind, but we can't see the wind itself. We can see it sweep up leaves. We can see it move trees. We can see it create waves, but we don't see the wind itself. We see its effect. And in the same way, we see God's spirit, uh, the effects of God's spirit instead of the spirit himself. Jesus isn't just talking to Nicodemus in today's passage when he says, you must be born again. When you read that verse, it's hard to pick it up, but that word you is actually plural. So he's talking about you all must be born again. All people must be born of the spirit in order to receive eternal life. Now, I realize that this is John chapter three. It's kind of an important passage uh, in chapter throughout the entire Bible. So we're going to do our best to take our time through it. So as we come into this text, I want us to leave. Uh, I want to leave us here with our takeaway question of in what ways have you observed the spirit at work in the world around you? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistol. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.